life can get pretty complicated. In the Simply Practically Human podcast, Mark Labusk talks to incredible humans to see the way forward more clearly through the complexity in the world and in our heads. Let's get ready to thrive. Hey there, fellow humans. It's the solo edition of the Simply Practically Human podcast. I'm Mark Labusk and... Um, just wanted to shout out to those folk who have been sending me through a few notes about the solo podcast and how they've been enjoying some of my rambling, some of my rants, some of my musings, some of who are saying some of the bullshit that I'm saying at the moment, particularly uh, last couple of episodes I talked about the Great Resignation, got, uh, got a few people um, not too happy with that, but it's all about different perspectives. So for those who have enjoyed and have praised them, thank you. For those that have given me a bit of shit, thank you as well. It's always good to hear different perspectives. So thank you all for taking the time to listen and also for taking the time to come back to me and comment. So this week, I guess another little pet peeve for me is what I call the B word, um, you might be thinking, wonder which B word uh, Mark's going to talk about, but it's the one we hear about all the time today, and it is busy or busyness. And um, I wanted to kick off with a little quote that I had a read of recently by Jack Cornfield, who says this, when we get too caught up in the busyness of the world, we lose connection with one another and ourselves. And I just want to... Um, just dig a bit more deeply into busyness today and and the word busy and I guess what has created what I'm going to really say is, is in some respects the pandemic of busyness and being busy and almost the way that we without even thinking drop that word out and even if we don't drop it out someone else drops it on our behalf. So someone could say to you, hey, you must be so busy right now. Yeah, I know you didn't get back to me, but you're so busy. Like, how busy is it right now? Or the other one is, I'm busy. Like, when someone says, how are you? How are you, Mark? Oh, I'm busy. I just wonder these days if we say that without even thinking. So do we even think before we say the B word these days? I think it's something to start with. And I I sort of look at it this way. Um, when did busy become a thing? When did it become a throwaway line? When did it become a badge of honour or even a suit of armour? And for some of us, I think it's become our identity. And, and, and in some respects, a conscious or perhaps an unconscious form of protection. So I might play around with that a little bit today just jumping into those uh, those areas. And how did it happen? Is it is it something that was an individual choice? Was it something that came about because of some of the mindless corporate bullshit that I hear these days, these lovely little terms that get thrown around like doing more with less has become more frequent? And the ongoing organisational restructures, redundancies, the resizings, the right sizings, the combinations of roles that Mark's doing his job and John's doing his job and they make Mark redundant and then they say to John, hey, John, you're going to pick up some of what Mark does. And uh, 
we're not going to give you any more money for it. We're not going to give you anything more for it, really. No more resources. We're just going to give you some more things to do. So all of a sudden, there's a couple of things that are happening for John. John straight away shits himself because he's like, well, they made Mark redundant, so they could make me redundant as well. And I've got a big mortgage to pay and put my kids through school and do some things like that. So I just better do more with less and um, until John realises that it starts to impact on his health and his family and his quality of life, all for the paycheck. And uh, not long after that, another B word turns out, which is burnout. So, you know, there's, there's perhaps something going on there around the fear. So perhaps one of the things that being busy does is it helps us to push those fears into the backs of our minds, the fears of what might happen if we're not busy. Also think about the back-to-back meetings and the invites to back-to-back meetings and how many people, whether it's these days it's back-to-back Zooms and Teams and these things or back in the good old days we just went from back-to-back meetings in the office. Think about this. Like people complain about going to meetings, but they don't necessarily knock them back when they turn up and their outlook or whatever calendar you're using. They, they tend to accept them. And even at times, people are double booked and they've just got so many meetings. I remember speaking to a group one time and someone in that group telling me they had 62 invitations to meetings in a week. And they felt guilty that they didn't get to them all. But I also wondered if there was something else at play there. So just something to think about here too around fear is that whilst you might whinge and complain that you get invited to so many meetings, just step back for a minute and think to yourself, does that keep me safe? Is it keeping me relevant? When I get invited to meetings, do I feel important? And the other side of that is if I don't get invited to a meeting that I think I should be at, What's my reaction? Is it utter disbelief? Is it confusion? Is it anger? Is it fear? Could it be a whole lot of things that we need to feel relevant? We need to feel important. We need to feel busy. And if we're not getting those invitations, perhaps what starts to come into play here is is the fear that comes with it. Busyness as a badge of honour is a term that I hear frequently these days. So are you wearing that busyness badge as as the look at me piece? So every chance you get, you drop the B word out because you just feel like it makes you special. It makes you stand out. It impresses those below your level, at your level, above your level, maybe two levels above your level, that uh, look at Mark, he's so busy. Um, He's always busy. He's always got stuff going on. And you've just got to think about it. Is it there as the badge of honour? Or is it there as a suit of armour, that way to protect yourself from the fears that might come, as I said before, of particular things happening to you, which could be the fear of the loss of your job. So if... It is making you feel important and making you feel relevant and needed, the B word. I think it's time for you to to stop in the moment and have a bit of a think about, well, is it really serving me well? Is it serving others well? Am I starting to sound like a cracked record? I wonder what other people are thinking when they drop that word out. 
And when I dropped that word out, so just have a think about that. Is it really useful for you to continue to use the B word? I love this article by Sonia Vandenbosch. She talked about the partial blame of technology, which has blurred the lines between work and home. And, and even in these times of the pandemic, you know, there is um, a lot of data out there. The Microsoft Work Trend Index said that there are and have been some worrying trends that are impacting on busyness. That weekly meetings are up 148%. There are three times more emails sent than prior to the pandemic. And we are on average as human beings, and some will be more than this and some will be less, working an extra 48 minutes per day. So nearly another hour per day of work. And you know, we say things like, it's great that we're not commuting now and we get that bit of time back. But what would seem to me is that we are replacing the commute with busyness, a different type of busyness. And that's working longer hours, you know, whether it's you've converted a spare room into an office and you sort of walk in there for a moment and I do this, I'm guilty of it, walking just to do a little bit of work and uh, all of a sudden three hours later, you find that you're starting to roll the B word out again because you become very, very busy. So maybe it's a bit to do with technology. Maybe it's a bit to do with, you know, the never ending pinging of text messages, the social media, every device that you have and how you have it at your beck and call and you are basically creating more moments of busyness by responding to those things the moment that they go off and distracting you perhaps from some, some deeper and more productive work that you could be doing, which I use that word very deliberately, more productive work than perhaps doing the work of what I call the busy fool. It's the person who says, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy in order to fool themselves and also in some respects to fool others. So are you a busy fool? Do you play the busy fool game? Are you a human being who rolls the B word out as soon as they can rather than thinks about it for a moment and perhaps responds in a different way when someone says, hey, you must be really busy or how are you? Perhaps rather than saying, look, I'm busy or I'm flat out, you might say, oh, I'm productive, thanks. Now, if you do that, what I want you to watch out for, fellow humans, is the response you get from that person you're talking to. If it's face-to-face, -face, I am certain that you will get a really, really strange look because we're not used to hearing people use the P word. If it's over technology via the phone or something, just be ready for that Let's call it some awkward silence there because people are just not quite sure what to say in that moment because they, they're waiting for the B word and they're not hearing it. So it's always easy to talk about the downside of busyness and all of those sorts of things, but perhaps what I'd like to do is to share with you some things that I've learned as a self-confessed busy fool at times. I'm trying to impress others or to put the suit of armour on or or to allay my fears that that maybe I'm not required, maybe I'm not relevant anymore. So I've got five or six things here I wanted to share with you, which I would say are ways of busting busyness. So the first one is to change your language. And 
really, if you're using the B word without giving it another thought, you're inviting other people to do the same. So the more that you use that word, the more that other people will use that word, particularly if you're in a position of influence and, and some position of power, whether it be power for good or power for evil, just be really conscious about the words that you're using and, and be more intentional when people ask you how you are or how when you're describing how you are and maybe think about saying something like, I'm really productive, thank you. Have a look for that look of amazement. Just find a way to bring some awareness to move away from the throwaway line that busy's become but be ready at the same time for people to think you've lost your mind when you're not rolling out that word. But you can have a significant impact on those around you if you stop using that word. And also when people say things to you like, look, I know you, I know you wanted to catch up with me or I know you were going to do this or you were going to do that, but you must be so busy, just stop them in that moment and say, look, no, I'm not overly busy. I was just um, actually having a bit of chill out time and kicking back a little bit, just having a bit of a rest, just trying to clear my mind out a bit and just see how they respond to that. The second one is to set some personal boundaries. And, you know, particularly as we go back into whatever form of work it will be, however we do it, hybrid work, with working from home becoming part of how we work, it really is critical to set some boundaries around your work scheduling. You need to set some time also for yourself and you need to set some time for your family and it could be your four-legged furry family, it could be your pets, it could be your kids, it could be your partner. And the other one is to get enough sleep as well. So it gets so easy these days to check a few emails in the bedroom office or sit in front of the PC and like I said before, realise that three hours has gone by without you even giving it a thought. So stick to a plan and even share that plan with others to keep them accountable. And I guess the other one in setting personal boundaries is to drop that uh, magical N-word every now and again now. No. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that now. No, I'm not going to get involved with that. Or you might say this when someone says, I really need you to do this as well. Rather than saying no uh, and thinking more about being productive, you might say, well, what would you like me not to do? in order to do that piece there so that you don't get caught in someone else's busyness web. Number three, how about we stop doing fucking mindless meetings and reports? You know that meeting that you had to talk about when you talked about the last meeting where nothing was achieved and then you arranged another meeting to talk about the last meeting that was referring to the meeting before where you fucking achieved nothing? Just stop it. If you're not making decisions, just stop having meetings. You might be sharing information, but you know what? With that, sometimes we, we go into meetings to share information and that information could have been shared through another medium before we got to the meeting so we didn't have the meeting to prepare for the decision-making meeting. I wonder if you sort of can relate to any of that. It's like those critical reports that we have to do as well that nobody reads but you keep churning them out because we've always done that. If you're caught in the critical report writing mode, you are a certified busy fool. I can remember myself taking on a role in my last organisation and there was a particular report that my team was responsible for 
that went out to about 140 people. And my gut feel was that nothing happened with that report. No one really read it. It sort of would have gone through and then people would be like, here's that stupid report again. Let's hit the delete button. So much to the resistance of some of my team members, I said, let's stop writing that report. And there was, um, there was horror. And it was like, we can't do this because we've always done that. And uh, I said, well, we're going to do it. I bought out what I call my stiff shit book and said, that's what we're going to do. We're going to stop doing that report. And guess what? Not one single response via email or anything to say, hey, where's that report? So mindless meetings and mindless reports are, I think, sort of the sacred space and the safe space for the busy fall. So here's some things you might think about doing. When you get invited to a meeting, like I used to do at times, I'd send a note back and say, what are we doing in that meeting? Are we making decisions? Because if we're not making decisions, I'm not coming. Oh, yeah, but you really need to be there, Mark, because it's a really important meeting. I'm like, well, what are we doing? Oh, we're going to be talking about the the strategic imperative of drilling down on the thing. And I'm like, fucking, here we go. It's going to be one of those uh, meetings where we do nothing, where 63% of it, as they say in the research, 63% of time in meetings or 63% of the people actually don't do anything. They just sit there like stale bottles of piss. So ask the question, what are we going to do? If it's going to be really important stuff, let's go and do it. Let's go and make some decisions Let's go and move this business forward. Let's execute on things that are important. Let's not just go and sit in a meeting because let's think about this. If you've got 10 people in a one-hour meeting, people will tell me that's one hour, but it's not one hour, people. It's 10 hours. It's 10 hours of human time that could be used in a much better way if there was five people in the room or it could be used in a much better way if it was an email. So have a think about that. And that next time you call that all-day session with 20 people in it or that two-day off-site or whatever you might be going to do because you want to feel important and you want to be busy, think about the time that that's chewing up. Which brings me to number four around the way for us to bust busyness is less emails. So the email is one of the best friends of the busy fool, and in particular, the ones who do the CC to the world. Does that ring any bells for you, people? The CC to the world. Like, not something I used a lot myself, but I used to get quite pissed off when I would see an email sent to half a dozen people with about 35 CCs on it as well, and that's the greatest... uh, That's the greatest suit of armour piece there. That's about protection. That's about covering your ass. But you've got to think about this. You've got to think about the extra work that creates because when you CC someone, you're basically saying that look at me is one part of it. Look at me. Look at the work I'm doing. Or secondly, you're saying you need to do some work here. You need to read this. I'm going to use this to cover my ass by copying you in. And then I can say to you later on, well, I CC'd you. But every extra human you put in there is, I guess, a way of just creating a whole lot more busyness for others. So think about your emails. Think about why you're sending your emails out. And before you start filling in the CC, think about whether or not you're doing it because it's about covering yourself 
or is it important that those people find that out? Could you have done that with a phone call? Maybe could you have got away with not doing it at all? And then the other one that I see a little bit and I have conversations with people is the BCC, so the blind copy. Like that's just, if you want to start to create mistrust in an organisation, if you want to start playing those shitty, low-integrity political games, start putting BCCs in and see what happens then. See the amount of work that creates when someone unavoidably, because they will, will bring it up and they go, yeah, oh, yeah, I got that email. And, and someone will go back and check it and they'll look through the CCs and they won't see their name and they'll look through the, for who it was sent to and they won't see their name. And all of a sudden that creates a different type of busyness, a very toxic busyness that ends up in um, more times in tears, not tears of joy. So watch out for those emails. The fifth one, and I think this is the hardest one of them all in regards to busyness, is to be honest with yourself. And I think this is the hardest of them all because this is when you have to drop your armour. Because busyness, I believe, my fellow human beings, is a choice and you need to hold up the mirror to yourself and ask the following question. Why am I choosing busyness? Now, you may not like the answers as the layers of the armour and protection are stripped away from you in the process. And your choice of being the busy fool, I think a lot of the times, is anchored in the perception of what could happen if you aren't busy. So stop hiding behind it. Become honest with it. Ask yourself the questions about how is busyness showing up for me? Is it a choice for me? Is it my badge of honour? Is it my suit of armour? Is it something that somebody gives me as a gift by saying, you must be so busy? Are you really that busy? Or is there something else going on? Is being busy your armour? And if it is, what's it protecting you from? And are you productive? Are you busy? Or are you a busy fool? And I think most of all, fellow humans, it is time to Start to think about if I shed the armour, if I dropped the game of busyness, if I started to find some extra time for myself, perhaps for my family, perhaps for my friends, just a bit of chill out time. If I started to think about other language to use, I set personal boundaries, I stopped the mindless meetings and reports, I sent less emails and particularly I banned myself from doing CCs or minimised them as much as I could. And I guess the last one, as I said, was if I was really, really honest with myself and if you got really honest with yourself, would you choose busy or would you choose something else? And just to wrap it up is to ask yourself the question is, what is busyness protecting me from? So what's your answer? Because I think for all of us, it's time to shed the armour of busyness and start to live a more productive, a more impactful and a, a more productive and better life. So there you go, people. Busyness, something to think about. I'm sure some of you right now are like, I shouldn't be listening to this because I'm too busy because I've got so many other things on. But uh, if you did have a listen and you liked it, share it with your friends. But if you loved it, 
do what I always ask, get those thumbs out, start a tapping, rate it five stars and um, leave us a review. Starting to see a lot of... Uh, a lot of great reviews coming up, and I, again, say thank you to those people that are enjoying the podcast, both when I've got uh, another guest on and when I'm speaking solo. So there you go. I'm off to be a bit more productive now. I think I'm going to, on this Saturday afternoon, go and hang out with uh, the four dogs, might pick my guitar up for a bit, or even to relax, watch a bit more uh, trashy TV. But until next time, keep it simple, keep it practical, and keep it human. Bye for now.